Well, hello again and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my wonderful, intelligent, extremely hardworking, very gorgeous... <laughs> Monday morning, monorail loving wife and co-host, Michelle. Well, that's for sure, baby, that I'm Monday morning monorail loving. Thank you so much. This isn't the Monday morning monorail. This is the Hyperion Adventures podcast. What are we talking about the Monday morning monorail for? Hmm. I don't. Well, I do know. (laughs) I was going to say, you know. What are you talking about? I know. I can't pretend and say (laughs) I don't know when I know. And everybody will find out in just a few moments here. Thank you for joining us today. We are recording this episode. Well, this portion of this episode (laughs) on Sunday, October 22nd, 2023. We recorded another portion of the show a little earlier in the week. interview. You, that may pertain to what we are already talking about today. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. Also, we are on social media. We are on Twitter X. at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and threads at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventures Facebook group. Also, we are on YouTube. If you want to find us there, we're at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. That was a mouthful for you, huh? It always is. Every week, <laughs> twice a week. You do it great. And you do it great. But yes, we do love to interact with you all and hear from you all. So feel free to reach out to us in any of those ways. For sure. Um, we love being interactive with you, as Michelle was talking about. Um, please, please connect with us through all those avenues because, I mean, with this show, I mean, we would probably still do this show, but really we just love being with you. I mean, that's kind of what this is all about. Yeah, we enjoy the the friendships and and just the, the joy that each of you all share with us uh, when you do reach out to us. So For we sure. appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So much, so much. Now, before we get into this week's show, you know we always like to take a look back at the week that was because we are the Disney podcast of positivity. We like to focus on those highlights, those positive moments from the week that was. We call it my favorite thing from this week. And when we do this, we always start with Michelle because she's wonderful. She's amazing. (laughs) She's fantastic. She's all things good in the world. And she also always has the best, my favorite thing from this week. So Michelle, what was your favorite thing from this week? Well, I had a lot of favorite things of this week. I really did. And um, if I just, gosh, I don't want to let anybody feel left out of the this, but if I could only pick one, I would say it was being able to go to Epcot on the actual mm. anniversary of Disney's company being 100. Yes, you got to go on Monday, mm-hmm. uh, the 16th, right? Uh, to go out there and celebrate you and Scott. I had to work, but uh, you guys had a good old time and was beautiful weather for that day, yes, wasn't it? Yes, it was the best. I think that was probably the thing that really cinched it. It was like, do we, don't we, do we, do, don't we? Um, you know, Scott played a little hooky there that day. But um, yeah, when we saw that the weather was going to be, you know, way more mild and dry, it's like, and it's the anniversary, so. 
Yeah, why not? Let's yeah. do it. I had a very fall feeling yes. uh, for that day, weather-wise. I think we were in the low 70s that day. It was, yeah. It was really, really nice. So yeah. and it glad was, you got to go. Yeah, I'm and it was actually... I'm, you know, one of us got to go celebrate, <laughs> you know, the end. we celebrated right. here. Uh, you may have seen the picture on social media of us toasting the right. Disney's 100. Um, but yeah, you got to actually go into a park and celebrate. And that's cool. Yeah, yeah. And I think it was the first time Scott's been to the DVC lounge and he really digged it. So hmm, very nice. I know. I realized I don't think we've ever. That's strange. I thought we, I thought he'd been with us at some point, but maybe not. Yeah. You always like to go upstairs, but maybe I'm thinking of going to uh, the tasting terrace at Disneyland. That you right. Like go upstairs. Yeah. yeah. So, so we'll see. Either I'm way, very sure, cool. Yeah. Glad he got a chance to go there, get some snacks, get some rest, yeah. and enjoy the DVC lounge at Epcot. Right. Which they need more DVC lounges at the various parks uh, throughout the Walt Disney cool. World Resort. I mean, they they finally have one at Disneyland, yes. which is nice. Um, we could use one at Magic Kingdom. We could use one at the Animal Kingdom. We could use one at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Right. That would be so cool. That would be, for sure. Yeah. What about you, sweetie? I had several of my favorite things from this week as well. First off, I'll just say it right now. Um, recording with our guest today mm-hmm. was a highlight of I this know. week. It always is. Every time we connect, we always have a great time. And that was definitely one of my favorite things from this week. Right. Mine too. That's why I said I don't want anybody feeling left out. I was trying to be good and only... Select one. Could have named more. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, Dillo's Diz, Theme Park Thursdays, yes. Jen and Frank. They are 300th mm-hmm. episode aired this week. I think we congratulated them a few weeks ago because we recorded our message for them right. a few weeks ago. And I thought that was coming that week. Well, apparently it was a few weeks later. But still, <laughs> a secondary and more honest congratulations right. on 300, yes. 300 episodes to them. Uh, they are we are big fans of them and their show. And yes. we're happy to be a small part of that wonderful episode. Right. And we were pretty stoked and honored that they uh, chose us to kick off that celebration. So that's in our long, very long winded <laughs> congratulations. As you know, we like to talk. So that's right. That right. Happens. But again, also could have been on my list too, but I just, again, didn't want anybody to feel left out. <laughs> Um, probably the biggest thing though, for me this week was the reaction to people when they finally got to see what we were lucky enough to see a little over a month ago. And they finally got to check out once upon a studio, either on ABC or Disney plus or both. And I was so happy to see the reaction was exactly what we felt Mm -hmm. that across the board, everybody adored that short because it is amazing. It's fantastic. It hits every emotion and it's just so happy that others felt the same way as we did. Yeah. I I think one of the things we were concerned about is what you pointed out in the past is that we saw it in, I guess the ideal situation we were, you know, we saw on a big screen and in a room with hundreds and hundreds of Disney fans. So of course the energy and, and, and all of the excitement that surrounded the viewing was there as a part of it. But glad to see that people still saw the layers of wonderfulness of that, that short. Yeah. yeah. We kind of got lucky in that. And I think some of you may have been lucky enough to go see this short in, cause I know it's opening um, for Moana as Moana's back in theaters right now. It, it was opening for that, and gotcha. then it's going to be in uh, Wish later right. when that uh, debuts here in 
a little under a month's time mm-hmm. or about a month's time exactly. Um, so that's cool. But one thing we got the benefit of is like the crowd reaction right. to different characters and different things that would happen yes. throughout, you know, and I, I felt like that was really cool that we were lucky enough to be able to experience that. I mean, yes, of course we would have had our own reaction watching it on ABC, right. watching it on Disney plus. Um, but to actually have that energy around us uh, made it even that much more special for us. But again, and this is the same thing I said after we saw once upon a studio after destination D 23, that everything across social media was incredibly positive mm-hmm. about that short right. where it's a community right now that it's hard to find anything that everybody agrees on. Right. Right. But, and it, it continues now into social media now that it's been more widespread and more people have been able to see it mm-hmm. across the board. People love this short who are Disney fans. I think the worst thing I've seen anybody complain about it is that maybe it focuses too much on some of the newer characters. I don't agree with that, right. but I, that's what I've seen. Uh, that's the, but Again, that that if that's the worst thing people are talking right. about, yeah, um, people yeah. enjoyed it, loved it, and um, everybody got the, the emotions that we felt when the first right. time we saw it. So that's really cool. Yeah, and you know, people that um, I interacted with on social media in regards to this, I tried to also who loved it as well. Tried to encourage them, you know, watching it more than once really helps you even appreciate it more mm-hmm. because you find more little Easter eggs. Um, some things of the touching. I mean, it's funny. We knew that Richard Sherman played the music in that short. And when watching it, I didn't notice it the first time. It wasn't until, I don't know if it was the second or third time that I like, oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah, funny. I mean, I because they told us at the D20, Destination D23 that, and then in fact, they had a little video. I was hoping they were going to include that on ABC uh, the ABC showing because they did show some behind the scenes of some of the voice actors mm-hmm. doing the work for it. Um, I was hoping they were going to include that video of Richard Sherman right. as well that we got to see at Destination D23. Um, but that was after we had already seen the video. I was too, it, 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 okay, you've probably seen it already. So if not, you know, I'm sorry for the spoilers here. But when Mickey talks to Walt's right. picture, um, you hear it at right. that point. Um, I was too captivated and sh- getting choked up right. by Mickey stopping. I'm getting choked up now. <laughs> Talking to Walt there at that moment um, that I didn't notice a couple of things. Um, one, of course, Richard Sherman playing Feed, Feed the, the Birds, birds. which mm-hmm. is magical. Uh, and the little reflection of Mickey right. in the glass say that, yes. there of, you know, because everybody's always said, and I think this is the way, way they wanted this to play out that Mickey is a reflection of Walt. Right. And so that's why the reflection there meant a lot. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, And I agree with you. I didn't notice that the first time through and did see it later on. And yeah, I thought that was a really appropriate and wonderful touch that they added. Right. But that's the moment. If you listened last week and I told you there was a moment that just absolutely destroyed me. Right. That's it. And yeah. I think that was across the board. Right. What happened to everybody yes. when they saw yeah. that moment, it destroyed everybody. Well, I mean, I think it was well portrayed too, how there was a lot of action and movement. And then that was just like a, a pause mm-hmm. moment. And I'm getting choked up too. Um, just perfectly displayed. And it was the perfect little nod to the person that created all this, to right. Walt. Um, without 
completely distracting the storyline that was going on. You know, it, right. it was that perfect little pause, right. nod to him, and then move on from right. there. Yeah. So um, again, if you've seen it, I would recommend watching it again and again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, but- we've seen it at least four or five times right. now, including right. the original time we saw it at Destination D23. And I still have the same reactions every time. Yeah. I still, it still brings me to tears. It still makes me laugh. Some of the jokes, Donald in the elevator, right. Flash, right. Tra- yes. <laughs> just his facial expressions for Donald is right. just, it's perfect. Exactly. It's perfectly done. Yeah, yeah. And it was really good that um, ABC did show the behind the scenes mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, a little that, bit. I wish they would have done a little bit more. But right. Yeah. But I think it, it kind of really added to knowing more about that film. Right. Well, we could go on for this for a long time. We should actually just do an episode based on (laughs) Once Upon a Studio because we could talk all day about it, but I don't want to continue on. Just know we loved it. Glad you loved it. And if you ever want to talk about it, believe me, we want to talk about that. So uh, hit us up. We did get some My Favorite Things from this week from a few of our listeners this week. A few of them, actually. I'm going to start with Tony, the Disney dad. He hit us up on Twitter and said, lots of favorite things this week. So in Hyperion Adventures fashion, 1A, going to New York Comic Con with my two oldest and a good friend. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. 1B, getting my cast member once upon a studio lithograph and pin. Yes, Tony is a cast (sighs) member and he got that lithograph and I'm extremely jealous. I know, totally. That lithograph because that is phenomenal. I'm 1C going on my daughter's field trip to the aquarium. So that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and that's why also I didn't want to give all of my favorite things because I knew Tony had given the the multiple ones. And I appreciate that he did it in Hyperion Adventures podcast mm-hmm. style. Sure. <laughs> they B and C yeah. there. So yeah. thank you, Tony. Yeah. Uh, that's a good, that's a really good week, Tony. Yeah. That was <laughs> that's a, very good impressive. Family and personal things. stuff going on there for sure. Right. Uh, Scott in Minnesota hit us up on our Hyperion Adventurers mm-hmm. Facebook group. And he said, my favorite thing this week is not actually my adventure, but my wife and daughter are taking a girl's trip for the week, starting in New York city where they visited the Disney store in Times Square and culminating with a Disney cruise on the magic to Bermuda. A cruise to the Bermuda Triangle on Halloween? No thanks, he says. <laughs> we haven't, we've cruised on the Disney magic um, yes. through the Bermuda Triangle, not on Halloween. Right. Mm. It was one of the smoothest sailings we've ever had. <laughs> Just telling you, Scott. Right. But that's great, Scott. And, you know, sharing that information with us. And, you know, we're so excited that uh, his wife and daughter get to have a girl's time and yeah. girl's week and, and do some really amazing fun things. Yeah, it sounds fun. New York City is always a blast. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, getting aboard a Disney ship and yeah, you know, which is always a good time. Um, so I'm glad they're getting their chance to do that. That's a lot of fun right. for sure. Uh, also, uh, Camille in Portland hit us up and she said, my favorite thing of the week was remembering my dad in Disneyland on what would have been his 61st birthday. Lorelai, who is our cutest Hyperion adventurer, yes. wrote his name on the ofrenda. Oh, that's always so touching. Yes. And we rode the Silly Symphony Swings and admired the waterfall on Radiator Springs Racers, two of my dad's favorite things on our only trip with him when Lorelai was a baby. That's wonderful. Yeah, that's really I know. Very touching. Appreciate sharing yeah. that lovely, lovely sentiment and story. Yeah. Um, if you've 
if you have, have never gone to had the chance to go to Disney California Adventure Park at this time of year when they have the Plaza de Familia mm-hmm, uh, yeah. up there, um, the, the ofrenda there, and all the all the people writing their memories right. of people they've lost uh, is is extremely touching. It We've is. added names yes. there in the past, yes. and um, it's it's really really wonderful that they do that. And right. like I said, it's it's. It's really, really touching to the heart when you get to see all those names there. Right. I mean, it sounds like something so simple to do, write people's names and, and post it. But if you, when you're there, it it just really is. I, I can't explain it, but it does, like Tom said, it mm-hmm. touches your heart. So, mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Camille's husband, Jonathan, in Portland, also hit us up with a favorite thing from this week. He said, my favorite thing of the week was the Muppets-inspired TIFO from the timbers army at the last match of the season for those unfamiliar a tifo is creative fan-made show of support for the team fully designed and paid for created coordinated and displayed by fans not the team front office they had a large display of beaker and dr honeydew with muppet versions of all the players in the seats a sign saying it's not easy being green kermit below the lovers and dreamers and even Waldorf and Statler up in the rafters was definitely thinking of Tom when this, when this went up at kickoff. What are you saying? I'm Waldorf or Statler? I'm trying to figure that one out. But. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I can see that. No, that's cool. He put some pictures on our Facebook group yeah. of it. It looked great. Right, um, so right. That's awesome. Yeah. That is really cool stuff and very creative uh, by the Timbers fans. Yeah, for sure. yeah. yeah. So we really appreciate everybody sharing and encourage the rest of you to, yeah. to share because this is very cool. And, you know, we we want to celebrate your fun and mm-hmm. your 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 happiness. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this was a big week for people sending in their stuff. Um, mm-hmm. We hope we more do that because, yeah, we want to celebrate you and your accomplishments or whatever it was. It could be something very, very simple. That was right. your favorite thing from this week. Um, please send them to us and we will read them on an upcoming show for sure. Exactly. So let's go ahead and move on to this week's show. I got, well, a little stuff for you this week. And actually, I guess they wrapped up too much with the Disney 100 stuff, so they didn't have a lot of stories, but I do have something for you. And that is, if you enjoy a little splashy fun with your Walt Disney World vacation, we have some good news for you. But I guess the lack of significant Disney stories gives us much more time for our main topic of the week. Let's get to that right now. So what, Michelle, should pop up on our podcast timeline this week, but the surprise semi <laughs> return of the Monday morning monorail. Woo-hoo! Wasn't that exciting that to see exciting. back on our feeds once again? Yes, yes. Yeah. I remember uh, kind of seeing some hints of it and saying, what do you know about this? And you're like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> As usual, of course, that's my, that's my answer for everything she asked me. What do you know about this? Nothing. And I'm like, I think, I think Monday morning monorail might be coming. Well, back. Michelle was way ahead of me, that's for sure. I had no idea. So surprise, surprise, there it was on our timeline. And we couldn't be more thrilled because, you 
know, we love the Monday morning monorail. Yeah. We kind of feel somewhat tied with the Monday morning monorail. Yeah. We used to say that we would set them up on Sundays and they would knock them down on Mondays. We were the one-two punch right. of Disney podcasts. Yeah. So it was really fun to know that they're coming back. And it was really exciting when we were able to invite our great friend, Justin Monorail, to join us back on the Hyperion Adventures podcast to talk all about it. Justin, welcome back to the show and welcome back to the Monday Morning Monorail. Yay! Oh my gosh, thank you all so much. I am so excited, not only for the return of the Monday Morning Monorail, but to be here with you all after my first return episode and like you said, it's only fitting. We were always the one-two punch of mm-hmm. Disney podcasts to start our listeners' weeks. You set them up on Sunday. We would knock them down on Monday. And and I feel like this is this is such a great place to be wrapping up. I've been calling it my Monday morning monorail press junket, my press tour. <laughs> um, and, I, and you know what? I'm ending on a high note here with you guys. So thank you so much for bringing me back. Oh, you're just so kind. And we're very impressed that you did it on the anniversary of Disney Company's 100th uh, birthday. The pretty cool. Just now like you, you planned it, right? Yeah, and now you can remember your anniversary from forever and ever. <laughs> well, I'm just hoping that I don't get some sort of a letter from Disney because I, I hope I didn't steal too much of their thunder. <laughs> um, you know, I, and take away from their viewership, you know, plus or anything. But uh yeah, that worked out really nicely. And yes, I totally planned. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about this. So it's been about two years since the Monday morning monorail kind of went. Well, we thought it was done, but it, as it turns out, it was just an extended hiatus. It was reimagined. Uh, it was reimagined, <laughs> yes. Um, so what brought you i mean we know you we've had you on the show you've been doing some other things you've been doing the pass holder lounge i was recently on with you on your moonshine and scoreboard show that you do with kevin um what can, went through the thought process to go ahead and decide this was the right time to bring the monday morning monorail back yeah it was a, a long two years i mean you know if i'm being totally honest like i i never really wanted to end the monday morning monorail podcast mm-hmm. but I felt like at the time when we did, when we all came to the decision that it, that it was time to end it, and we really did think it was mm-hmm. maybe permanent, um, it was because it just, to me, I wasn't in the right headspace. Um, I felt like my life dynamic, the way things were changing, you know, just personally for those of us involved in the show, it just mm-hmm. didn't it didn't feel right that it could continue at the time. So we ended the show. I've actually joked that, you know, we did our 170th episode and so many people, including you, Tom and Michelle, sent us really kind messages, kind of bidding us farewell. And I was like, now that we're coming back, it's almost like, do we do we somehow need to return those messages? <laughs> like <laughs> giving back wedding presents or something? Um, That's funny. So, yeah. But yeah. So and over the course of the last couple of years, you know, I, I've wanted to stay engaged. I've wanted to find creative outlets and be part of the community. And so I have mm-hmm. sought other ways to do that. Um, but the thing that has always been true is that the Monday morning monorail is tied so much to me and, and who I am. And part of why I think people connected with it to begin with was because it was so genuine and authentic. And I, I think the same thing about your show, Tom and Michelle, that people are drawn to it because they feel like they're really listening to real people and sitting at the table with friends. 
Mm-hmm. And what I sort of came to realize is is all of my little projects and things that I was cooking up, it all sort of started to lead me back to essentially another version of the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. But I knew that I couldn't bring it back until I was totally ready. And because it is so tied to me and who I am, I I really couldn't do it if I wasn't in the right headspace or committed to it. And and I do think it's really important for for me, for everyone out there. You've got to pay attention to your mental health and make sure you give yourself time and and focus on it and so that's that's what i did but really i would say over the last i've been saying probably about six months or so the idea has kind of popped in my head that maybe it's something that could come back but i never wanted to commit to it i never really wanted to say anything until i knew for sure i was ready and the other piece i needed to make sure landon was going to be on board (laughs) you know so yeah, so Landon Landon is back on the show. Landon the Dawes Doan, of course, and he had his own show for kind of uh, for a while there for basically that whole two year stint that the mo- the Monday Morning Monorail was gone. Uh, uh, Dawes does Disney, and he was very successful with that. Yeah. Uh, so how did the conversation go with Landon to bring the show back? It was funny, um, and this is really the story. There was a, a morning uh, about a month ago now that I was outside. I was walking my dog, morning walk, and I was just being very introspective. And I was thinking about the morning monorail. I was having a nostalgic morning. And I was, I started to toy with the idea of bringing it up to Landon and saying, like, you know, I know you're doing the Dawes Does Disney thing. I don't want to step on your toes. Is there some way we could bring the monorail back in some form? And while I'm sort of bouncing ideas around in my head, I get a text message from Landon telling me that he had actually been thinking about the monorail because he created a a sounder for Dawes Does Disney. And he said in producing that audio, it felt like something he would have done for Monday Morning Monorail. And he was feeling like he missed it. So the timing of that, it just to me felt like, no better time to bring this up. I think now's the time <laughs> to start this conversation. So, so I did. And um, it was funny. We, we talked about potentially letting him get to 90 Dawes Does Disney episodes. And I was like, I'm fine with that. I know, you know, this is your thing. And, and really, when Dawes Does Disney started, he just popped it right into the Monday Morning Monorail podcast feed. Um, so if we were going to come back, he pretty much had to end Dawes Does Disney. So I was like, you do it on your terms. Do whatever you want to do. But to, you know, Landon's credit, um, he believes so much in the monorail that he was like, this is what we should be doing together. So we both got too excited and he was like, I think I'm going to make 85. I'm going to make the announcement and then 86 will be the last one. And then let's just get back to it. So, <laughs> right. so the show came back faster than both of us thought, but we're so excited. And if you had a chance to listen to Monday's episode, it was it was like a lot of really positive energy. And there was a lot of emotion sure. in there, too, for right. both of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, kind of like what you were saying, too. I think what people do appreciate about the Monday Morning Monorail is your genuineness and your vulnerability and, you know, something that we can all connect with and appreciate. So we're very much happy that you're back and that you, that you are sharing that way. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm real. So. 
listening to your show this week, I thought it was very fascinating. And you ran down this, and you you said you were completely surprised, and it wasn't planned. But there were some unique numbers that kind of popped up around the time that uh, you returned, and the combination of episodes between the monorail and Daz does Disney. Right? Why don't you share those with some of our listeners? Oh yeah, yeah. It was, the, and these were things that just sort of dawned on me as we were putting it all back together. So. Landon made the announcement that Dawes Does Disney would be ending at episode 86, but he made that announcement on his 85th episode. 85 is exactly half of 170, which is where we ended the Monday morning monorail. So that <laughs> that was weird enough as it was, but I was like, oh, that worked out interestingly. And then I hopped onto Google because I always I'm interested in giving like specific numbers. And so I did, you know, how long was it between the date of the last monorail episode and when we're going to release episode 171 mm-hmm. turned out it was 777 days and so <laughs> i was like wow you know that i was like i feel like i should buy a lottery ticket or something yeah you had the jackpot <laughs> right? oh, you know sevens across the board right. there i know somebody got that <laughs> 1.7 billion before i had a chance <laughs> but uh yeah so that was odd and then and then of course you know it sort of was just serendipitous with the the disney the walt disney animation studios hundred <laughs> anniversary as well that that was the day we came back so you know all those things kind of coming together it, it it felt like it was written in the podcast stars that right. it was sort of meant to be this monday <laughs> so what were your feelings i mean you said it was emotional it was exciting there was good energy when you got the show when you actually were recording and got the show released um what was the feeling between you and landon i think it was just a lot of real you know happy uh almost like wow, we, we're, we're finally back and it just feels right and it feels comfortable and this feels like what we should be doing. And I say that not to mean that like, you know, we're just going to get on, you know, Sunday, we usually record on Sundays. We're just going to hop on the recorder and just, you know, show up. Like both of us feel like we feel like this is an opportunity for us to come back better than ever and we're really excited to do that. Um so, you know, I, I think both of us have a lot of really positive energy and not just for the show, but I do feel like we're reconnecting with mm-hmm. our podcast community, too. And that's something that feels really good as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and like I said, I think that really comes through, you know, when, when we're listening to you and Landon, it really just shows that that positivity that you all are feeling is coming through. Good. Thank you. Yeah. So... Okay, so the monorail's back. What is different? What's the same going forward with the show from what with the one we fell in love with, you know, two years ago? Started, we started about the same right. time. Our two shows, it was very close to one another. Um, what are we going to expect as we move forward into this new reimagining, as Michelle said, of the Monday morning monorail? Yeah, I think I've I've come to decide. I want to call it a requel. Because this is something I've been hearing <laughs> lately. I know they're calling the new Scream movies requels. Because it's not quite a sequel. It's not quite a reboot. It's not quite, you know, a reimagining. But it really is like you're bringing back all the old folks. And then you're just getting it going again. Um, and so there's going to be a lot of what made the Monday Morning Monorail what it was in the beginning. Incorporated into the show now. Mm-hmm. You know, um, 
one of the things that we always did was we read Disney news as as how we kind of kicked off the show after our shenanigans in the beginning. Um, we're going to do that. But one of the things that I've done since I've you know lived in Central Florida is really I've expanded out my theme park experiences and I've mm -hmm. become a universal pass holder and I was a right. SeaWorld pass holder for a little while and I probably will be again. Um, so I want to make sure that we are giving a little more time to all the theme parks. You know, we're mm -hmm. still a Disney show primarily, but right. we will be talking some universal stuff and maybe some SeaWorld stuff as appropriate. Um, one of the things that we stopped doing at some point was we stopped doing the M3 4D segment, which was the Monday morning monorail Disney deep dive with the Dawes. We're going to bring that back. We have to figure out where we stopped. <laughs> Either one of us know, <laughs> but we're going to figure that out. We were somewhere in Epcot and that segment is where we take uh, a deep dive into attractions, sometimes shows, sometimes mm -hmm. restaurants. It just depends. We sort of pull from all of the great storytelling that's been woven into the attractions that we love in the Disney parks. And we try to tell that that historic story because, I mean, that I think that's part of what draws us all into Disney and why mm -hmm. we love it so mm -hmm. much. Um, so we're going to bring that back. But we're also going to be weaving in some more in-park um, audio that I'm going to be capturing on my digital recorder where mm -hmm. I'll go, you know, try a snack, try a drink. Uh, right. Maybe if it's a, a new ride or a new experience, I'll capture my thoughts, you know, in real time. Um, so we're going to weave some of that into the show because I think it's fun to hear the background audio, sure. the, you know, um, the area music and things like that from the parks. Um, and then something we started near the end of the, the morning monorail before it wrapped up was the Landon segment which was fast pass standby snack break. Mm -hmm. And um, people loved that. They really loved it. And it was yeah. a way for us to sort of connect with the monorail family, as I call mm -hmm. our listeners, and um, interact with them. And basically that would be Landon throwing out, you know, three comparable things. And then we get feedback on where people would slot those things. So, you know, if it's roller coasters in Magic Kingdom, are you going to fast pass standby or snack break? Space Mountain, Big Thunder, and the Seven Dwarves Mine Train. You know, something like right, that. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's always a fun segment. I know we yeah. took part in it a few times, gave some responses, but either way, we were always listening in to yeah. see how, what kind of where everybody's yeah. thought process was on it. It's a good interactive game for everybody. I, I think it was right. a very smart thing that uh, Landon came up with there, for sure. Yeah. So pieces of the past and pieces of the present, and we'll try to bring sort of a, a you know, just a, a modern touch. And I do want to say this, too, as a teaser that I haven't really said anywhere else. This is an exclusive for Tom and Michelle on Hyperion Adventures podcast. Our cast on the Monday Morning Monorail podcast may not quite be complete yet. Oh, that's interesting. Yes, Landon back. But there may be some additions to the co-host seats as we go nice. forward. And I mean permanent seats. Wow. wow. Very That's cool. fascinating. Yeah. Can't wait to hear who we have yeah. coming on, adding to the the train that is the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. That's right. that's really cool. That's really cool. That's yeah, exciting looking stuff. Yeah, forward to the hearing of those secretive details. Yeah, so interesting. So we talked a little bit about some of the games you play on the Monday Morning Monorail. And Michelle, I thought, kind of 
came up with a concept that's, well, I mean, it's, it's been done before, but you know what, how she does is it's always better than anybody else does it. So we're going to play a little game with uh, Justin as we have him on here at the show, right? So Michelle, what are we doing? So we're going to do a little of this or that. And, you know, one of the things about a this or that game is it really does kind of open up to know more about the person or people who are answering that. And I thought, what better way to get people re-energized about Monday Morning Monorail is to learn more about you, Justin. <laughs> I'm excited to learn more about myself. <laughs> <I> know, <right? laughs> All right, take it away, sweetheart. Right, before we begin... She is the game show hostess with the most, as you may know. Before we get into it, though, I have a question. Uh-oh. All right. So why did Snow White refuse a new iPhone from her uh, cell phone provider? Oh, because she doesn't like apples. Right. She doesn't, she doesn't trust anybody giving free apples. Oh. <laughs> That's good, though. You're very good. I never yeah, I was nowhere good. close. Very I good. Know. You never She's grumpy. I don't know. <laughs> dopey. I don't know. Um, now, the other thing that I want to point out is... I actually used uh, AI to get some oh. of our this or that and some inspiration. It's taking over the show. Look I know. <laughs> First of all, it was shockingly easy to do. It was shockingly easy. It's, it's almost scary. Um, it is but, kind of scary. <laughs> but it did How give you know some. You're not talking to an AI Justin Monorail. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, but it, so some of them, a few of them were, were just ones that I picked, but, but some of them were AI exclusively and some I took, like AI would give me a couple different things. I'm like, okay. So your task today is to figure out what is no, what, who did no. what. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, again, it's getting to know you guys a little bit more. Let's do it. All right. So to have a picture with Figment or Moana? Ooh, should I start off? Yeah. Okay. Um, I love Moana. I, I love that movie. I love that character. Glad that we've got the Moana meet and greet in Epcot, but there's no way that I could pass up Figment. If, I, if I've got the right. opportunity to get my picture with Figment, it's got to be Figment. Um, I haven't been to see him yet since you can meet and greet with him now, but uh, but I'll I'll be doing that soon, so... Figment is my guy. All right. Kind of figured that because I know in the past you've talked very fondly about Figment. So, and, and I think you've mentioned you've done some uh, surveys with Disney and you wanted to make sure they, they knew your love for Figment. Right below the barges. It was like barge <laughs> talk and then Figment. Well, maybe it was barge talk, save the Muppets, yeah. Figment. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, probably in that order. But yeah, I, I wanted to make sure. I, I definitely have said plenty um, over the years about how important Figment is to me and how, how I would be devastated if suddenly he was no longer in the park. Right, yeah. right, oh, yeah. right. Do you have a, an answer similar? Yeah, well, that's interesting. I think, you know, if you, you can only do it once, um, I would be Figment. 
Um, I'd love to meet with Figment. I, I missed the chance I, that we did, we had the opportunity at Destination D23 before we went out to the general public, and we missed our opportunity there, unfortunately. Uh, would have been great. However, if I were to have to do it multiple times, I think the interactions with Moana would be better in general, and that would be a lot more fun over many, many photo opportunities. But if it's the only once, I, I'm picking Figment. All right. All right. That's a good answer. That makes sense. Because, I, you know, if, if the question was one of them gets eliminated from the park, mm. ooh, I don't even yeah. know how I would answer that. Right, that cool. right. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Justin. Olga's Cantina or Nomad Lounge? <laughs> well, wait a minute. We didn't get your answer. Did you answer, Michelle? Or you oh, no, no. <laughs> She's the host. She doesn't answer. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, all right. Well, Honestly, um, I'm I'm going Nomad Lounge, and really, it's not even mm -hmm. that big of a that difficult of a decision for me. Mm -hmm. I I do I love Ogas, but there are things about Ogas I do not love. Um, mm -hmm. the the time limit that they still enforce is irritating. Mm -hmm. The way that they pack people in um, and mm -hmm. don't really give you space is irritating. Um, and just to be totally transparent. On a recent trip to Oga's, we had two parties that went in at the same time, and they they could have put us beside each other, and I feel like they went out of their way not to do that. And when I asked, uh. when when we asked, both parties asked if we could move, and they said we we couldn't, even though there was open spots. So hmm. that that left a bad taste in my mouth. Now I've, sure. I've had plenty of good times in Oga's. I love the drinks in Oga's. I love mm -hmm. the atmosphere. And actually, one positive from that trip, they actually brought stormtroopers through to interrogate people in Oga's wow. while we were there, which I've never seen before. Right. But, I mean, you you all know me. We've talked about Nomad mm -hmm. for so long, all the things right. that things I have to say about Nomad Lounge that um, I would never, ever give up Nomad for anything. It's my number one favorite spot at Disney World. <laughs> so Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, yeah. uh, they're just two completely different experiences. Um, you know, everything in Oga's, yes, it's amazing. The ambiance is fantastic, but it, you just feel so rushed and hurried. And like you said, it's overcrowded a little mm -hmm. bit. And, you know, there's nothing wrong. It, I mean, actually kind of maybe not the rushed part, but the crowded part kind of fits in with the Star Wars cantina thing. You know, like there's all these different people in there and all these different creatures or whatever it might be. So I get it. Um, but I like the laid back, relaxed, comfortable feeling of Nomad Lounge, you know, and let's, let's be honest. I mean, Nomad Lounge, you also get some wonderful food along with fantastic cocktails as well, which you don't really get at Oga's Cantina. So um, if, if I can only choose one, it's definitely going to be Nomad Lounge. I love Star Wars. I love the feeling of Oga's, but it's it's not as as nice and relaxing, which I'm all about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I lounge. think if somebody only had one opportunity to go to Disney World oh, yeah. or have them has never been yep. then yeah visiting olga's is a unique experience yeah. but yeah totally get what you all are saying about nomad yep agree with you michelle that makes sense yeah that would be like if if you were going to make one recommendation to somebody right you would say go to olga's. yeah yeah yeah, because, I mean, Nomad's great. It's one of the, you know, you can argue on whether it's the best. I know Justin's answer to this, whether it's the best lounge at Disney, you know. But um, 
yeah, if you're somebody who's just, you know, maybe this is your one trip to Walt Disney World or Disneyland, or maybe it's mm-hmm. once every few years, um, you know, oh, Nomad is going to be not that much different than a lot of lounges you might get to, but Oga's is something completely unique for sure. Okay, so for a ride over to Epcot, monorail or Skyliner? Ooh. Wow. Maybe we should go with you first, honey. Let yeah. Justin think about Let this. Contemplate that one. Yeah. Um, I guess. Well, um, I, I, I love the Skyliner. I'm sorry, Justin. Um, yeah, I know exactly. Um, I love both ways to go. As long as it's not a bus, I'm good. Um, but I would, I would ride the Skyliner. I think above the monorail, but. Um, you know, it's not a huge gap in between the two of them. I like both ways to get there for sure. Interestingly, Scott and I were just there on Monday over at Epcot. And Scott, we've taken him on the Skyliner, what, twice? He's And he's been skittish. And he was dying to go on it. I'm like, we're not going there. <laughs> we're just not going in that direction. We're already here nice. in Epcot. It was pretty funny, though. But. All right, Justin, kind of giving you some time there to come yeah, up with this an is answer. A, Michelle, I feel like you did this just to cause great internal. <laughs> <laughs> Me? What? She uh, would never do that. <laughs> how could Justin Monorail say anything but Monorail? But right? I will say I love the Skyliner. Um, this, is, this is one of those things that I think if there was a way to expand the Skyliner and maybe even no, I'm not going to say replace. How could I say replace? I'm not going to say replace, but just maybe supplement the monorail with a Skyliner service. Um, I might choose that. Like say if your option was monorail or Skyliner instead of monorail and riverboat to get over Mm -hmm. or ferry boat to get Mm -hmm. over to magic kingdom from the TTC, that would be a real struggle for me to decide. Sure. what right. it, what it, it would sort of depend if it's really busy and they're loading people in to where you're mixed up with parties in the Skyliner. Mm-hmm. Right. That makes a difference. Yeah. 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 But I love like when when it's a day where you get the whole a whole Skyliner gondola to yourself and you get that breeze oh, yeah. through the gondola and oh my right. gosh, it doesn't get much better. I I love the Skyliner. I I'm gonna don't tell the monorail fam, but I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> we get it. We get it. I will say this, and I think we've been. It's been changed over the last two, three years, Um, but it's coming up very soon when you're going to get that monorail journey through Epcot around over by the lagoon and back around, you know, past Spaceship Earth and then back around to the station. And you're not going to be seeing all the walls and construction and everything that's coming. It's very close now. Once that happens, I don't know if I would pick the monorail still over the Skyliner, but it's going to be a much better end to your trip you know because that was always kind of the big thing going into epcot is you come in and you got this big wine and kind of this little tour of what's going on at the park as you came in and it just got you that much more excited uh to get into uh, epcot itself right yeah at least now it's not a bird's eye view of those barges right (laughs) (laughs) exactly thanks to justin monorail from what i heard yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay this was an ai one Mickey-shaped beignets or school bread from the Norway Pavilion? 
Wow. That's interesting. Tom, Tom, why don't you go first on this? Yeah. Weekend? <laughs> All right. It depends. Am I sharing or am I, you know, because if I'm not sharing, then I think I'd like the beignets. They're a little smaller. I like the skull bread. Like that is like two or three desserts in one. <laughs> that is something right there. That is All right. Big. Somebody's just giving you either or free. And so you can eat as much or as little as you want. Oh, I'm taking the skull bread. <laughs> I, I, I love the skull bread. I think it's fantastic. I, I love the beignets too, but the skull bread in and it, it just yeah. it's it's really, really nice flavor and, and hey, you know, hashtag real men love frozen it comes from that same true. area. <coughs> true. I was just surprised that AI came up with that, but all right, Justin, what's your thought? <laughs> um I'm going to agree with Tom on this one. I, I love the mm -hmm. school bread and mm -hmm. for the beignets, the beignets are great too, but I feel like I can only have just a little bit um, because it's just, there's a lot of sugar going on there. I mean, right. I know the school bread is sweet too, uh, mm -hmm. but I feel like it's not quite as rich of a experience. Right. Um, and it is, it's unique. It's, it's something different, you know, mm -hmm. um, than, than I feel like beignets are, it's funnel cakey, donutty. You know, right. it's, a, it's an experience you you've had. But the school breads is great. And like you said, hey, if we're tying it to frozen, hashtag real men love frozen. Hashtag real <laughs> men love school bread. That's right. <laughs> there it is. There it is. You heard it first here. <laughs> All right, Justin, we'll start with you on this one. This is another AI one: Clone Wars or Star Wars Rebels? Oh. Uh, have you watched either one? I don't even know. I've never heard you talk about either one. I have not completed either. Mm -hmm. However, I've seen probably, well, no, I've seen a lot more Clone Wars than I have Rebels. But mm. um, from what I've seen, I connected with Rebels a lot easier than I mm -hmm. did with Clone Wars. Um, I really liked Rebels a lot. I liked the characters. I liked the story. I liked the time frame that it takes place right uh, more than i like clone wars and that's not to take anything away i, th I think clone wars is great and I, I know that it has its huge fans and mm -hmm. i mean it gave us ahsoka so you know um i i feel like we um should all be grateful for that but yeah for me for me it's rebels um mm -hmm. it just it feels to me a little more tied to the star wars that that i grew up with sure um, and I'm going to go Clone Wars because I feel like Clone Wars was so necessary to fill in the gaps with the prequel films um, because there were some gaps. Like it was tough to understand why it was it should be heartbreaking that Anakin Skywalker turns to the dark side, you know, when you see him as just kind of a. Oh, I don't know, just a, a, a crabby, whiny. whiny, yes, thank you, um, teenager slash young adult um, moving into this thing. But when you actually find out more about him, you you delve into what a great, you know, Jedi, what a great, you know, leader, what a great um, hero he was to the Republic, um, and then you see how much he cared about people like Ahsoka Tano and some of the, and how his relationship was with Obi-Wan. Um, you get a little bit more of that and it, it changes your perspective a little bit on it. Plus there's, there's 
some wonderful episodes that really delve into Star Wars lore and into, you know, the 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 dark side, the light side, you know, and everything about it. You know, the prophecy of the chosen one and all that. Um, there's some great stuff in the Clone Wars. Uh, I love. I mean, it, Rebels is fantastic too. It's just a little different, but um, I, if I was to go back and only have to watch one, I think it would be Clone Wars. Hmm, interesting. Mm-hmm. I thought you'd say differently. Yeah, I mean, like you're saying, Clone Wars kind of bridged a gap, filling in something that may be more completed a character. Um, but like Justin said, Star Wars Rebels is, you know, it's got that found family. You can really connect with the, the characters mm-hmm. there, I think, a little bit more. Yeah, I know Michelle's answer would be on that for yes. sure, Yeah. She'd agree with you, Justin. Yes. <laughs> and, and, all right. You know, and I'm not trying to say anything negative at all about Clone Wars. I, oh, I, no. I, just, I didn't yeah. take it that way. And um, your point about it filling in the gaps, the ne- the necessary filling in of gaps that it did is is act- absolutely true. My thought when you said that was, well, the prequels could have been made in such a way they didn't need to do that. But you know. uh, I, I, completely, <laughs> I completely agree with you on that. But it does help make them more palatable i'll just say that um when you watch them like i can't i struggle now watching uh, revenge of the sith because now i actually have deep love for anakin skywalker and to see him fall it hurts me every time i watch it i have have struggles with that and the brotherhood between uh obi-wan and anakin and that whole thing i mean you really get that from the clone wars so much i mean i talked about anakin getting depth from anakin you get more depth from obi-wan as well a lot of that um and you know knowing the love that they had for one another as brothers um it really makes that those final scenes really really difficult in revenge of the sith yeah true All right, going back to Epcot and another AI question here. Festival of the Holidays or International Festival of the Arts? Oh, wow. That's a good AI question. Right? Yeah. Um, I will say for me, I mean, I I love the Festival of the Holidays. Um, I love all the holiday storytellers uh, around the World Showcase uh, the, of course, the candlelight processional is mm-hmm. you know, something that everybody looks forward to year round. So there's a lot to be said there for me. I, I don't know. I, I think I'm going to go festival of the arts though. Mm-hmm. And part, I mean, while I'm saying that I'm thinking festival of the arts, <laughs> uh, flower and garden and food and wine, there's there's a lot of overlap between those and the, probably the right. most unique festival is is the festival of the holidays um but i really do love i i think what tips the scales a little bit for me is i have really come to appreciate all of the um the culinary art that you get in mm-hmm. the festival of right. arts and i love right. i love how beautiful the plates look i i love yes. the the variety of the offerings I also love walking around and, and seeing all the artists showcase mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. that and you can see, you know, such really beautiful creations from um, s- such a such a variety of, of different artists um, that. Yeah. And I, and I like the, the Disney on Broadway series. So, yeah, I, I'm going to go Festival of the Arts. All right. Good answer. Hey. 
This is tougher than I thought it would be when I was thinking, when I was just pondering it as uh, Justin was talking there. And I noticed, I, I noticed you took a, a distinct pause there, Justin, when you were thinking about it as well. Uh, it used to be, I think all day I would have said the Festival of the Arts um, because mm-hmm. it was the underrated festival. Right. And I feel like over the past two, three years, that is not the underrated festival it once was. Like people have figured out how great the Festival right. of the Arts is and was. Um, now the underrated one is the festival of the holidays. I feel, I mean, I love the unique decor through all the different pavilions there. The storytellers as Justin brought up are spectacular and interesting in every single space. Um, the food offerings are pretty darn good. There actually are some really nice food offerings. Um, the candlelight processional is something special. Mm-hmm. There's just something really wonderful and warm and holiday feeling uh, about that. I mean, as it should be, because it's all about the story of Christmas, essentially. Um, this is really tough. I think I still will go with the Festival of the Arts. All right. <laughs> but the Festival of the Holidays is edging up on it. And I think it's just that maybe I just like an underdog. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Very telling there, sweetie. <laughs> well, I will say that I had uh, chestnuts roasted over an open fire for the first time ever Ooh. at the Festival of the Holidays. And now that is my tradition. If they've got them, I'm going to get them every time I go. And they're nice. delicious. Nice. And yeah, yeah, that's something that I'm glad that I've had in my life. I also really do love the cookie stroll <laughs> at the festival. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, so two very good things. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> there's there's not a bad festival let's just say that right. i mean you know you can argue on whether they go too long and there should be some periods in between them um so they don't blend together so much but they're all wonderful and unique in their different ways right and, and you know, i'm glad that they have them for yeah. sure i mean yeah. kind of what i've noticed and thinking about it more recently is like the festival of the arts Justin, like you're saying, the food is is very eye-catching, very beautiful, and tastes good, too. And, and they usually really try to up their game on having more variety and new things each year. Um, I, I'll say the food and wine, I've noticed, does better at actual pairing of food to wine or food into beverages um, than any of the other holidays, where some, like Festival of the Arts, you're like, okay, I like this food. I don't know if this wine would go with that food, but it's a unique wine, you know? And, and so it's, then it's, you feel like, okay, now I need to get food from here and wine from there. And that's what I mean. Meanwhile, your, 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 your food is now a very lukewarm at best. <laughs> Sitting over trash. No, One good thing that. about both those festivals <laughs> is they are in the best time of year in Florida where the, the temperature is actually rather temperate True. and sometimes downright chilly. Um, you know, for that one week or whatever. Um, but that's the one thing about those festivals as opposed to maybe the flower and garden and definitely the food and wine where it's mostly in the upper 80s, low 90s, a million percent humidity. Yeah. Right. Okay, so we're getting kind of close to the end here. Um, the next couple are going to be tug at your heart moments, this or that. So they're going to be tough. I'll, I'll admit they are going. Yes, yes. Um, so for that, we're going to be kind to our guest and honey, you're going to come <laughs> I'm gonna up start with crying answer. first. You're going to come up with your answer first. Okay. So it's a this <laughs> or that. Ready? Yes. 
Miguel sings Remember Me to Coco in Coco or Ray's Evangelina Serenade in The Princess and the Frog. <laughs> um, as far as what's more emotional? Sure. What what made me cry more? <laughs> Because it would be Coco, it would be Miguel singing to Coco. <laughs> uh, what Ray gets me is, yes, it's touching when he sings to Evangeline, but when you actually, spoiler alert, to Princess and the Frog, when he actually dies, and right. then the star's up there, and he's next to Evangeline, and it looks like they're holding hands, that's what gets me with that one. Right. Um, so if it's just moments that m- made me blubber, uh, it's definitely <laughs> Miguel singing to Coco. <laughs> All right, Justin, you're up. Well, you know, I am a notorious crier for pretty much every movie I watch. Um, TV show. Commercial. That's why we like each other so much. Justin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, people built up Coco to me and said, you will cry throughout that whole movie. I mean, I I think people were anxious for me to watch it because they wanted to know how much I was going to cry watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so going into it, I was prepared for it, but I was fine throughout until <laughs> Miguel sings to Coco. Right. And then you're right. Like I was a mess. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah I had the so same I, response, exact same response as you to that. Right. That yeah. Yeah. Out. I was going to say that was our, you know, we had heard that, oh, it's, that it's going to make you cry and we're, you know, getting towards the end of the movie. I'm like, it was a lovely film, but yeah, cry. But yeah, right? especially when you, when you see Coco start moving her fingers, like she's into the yeah. song. Yeah. Yeah. That was still just even think about it. Wow. I, I might actually need a tissue while we're talking. About <laughs> <laughs> that is a touching moment. Yes. Yes. All right. The next heart wrenching one. Baymax sacrificing himself in Big Hero 6 or Andy giving away his toys and saying goodbye to Woody in Toy Story 3? Oof. You got to go first, honey. Oh, it's it's Andy. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, I mean, I, it was touching when, when, when Baymax sacrificed himself for sure. And, uh, you know, just because everything makes me cry, that made me cry. <laughs> but man, the whole end of Toy Story 3, like, there's I mean, there so many tears flowing. Um, it was, it was really tough, especially when they, you know, she makes him wave to Andy. Yeah. He's about to drop. He, Forget he it. I was it. done. Yeah. It was over. <laughs> right. All right, Justin. Ooh, okay. I'm, I'm going to take a similar approach uh, to yours, Tom, on the last answer that you gave, because in Toy Story, the thing that really got me was when the toys joined hands because they thought they were going to be incinerated. <laughs> yeah, that got me right, too. Yes. That got me way more than anything else in any of those movies. Like, I honestly, like, I, I needed to, like, almost leave the room or the theater when I saw that the first time. Because I really thought that was going to happen. And I was like, what right. are they doing? I know. That was devastating. Um, so in that case, I'm going to go Baymax um, sacrificing himself. Because that really, I mean, that got me, too. I mean, who doesn't love Baymax? Right. Such a sweet uh, character. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that one, I think that one just overall hit me a little bit harder. But again, probably not the most emotional that I felt in that movie because really it was during the explosion. Mm-hmm. 
at the right. closer to the beginning of the movie that maybe right, I think right. that yeah that was tough yeah, right off yeah. the right off the beginning yeah yeah um, I'm also glad you didn't bring up like Bing Bong sacrificing know, himself right? in Inside <laughs> Out because that would have been really tough to decide on because oof that was a moment right there uh, you want to talk about a movie that I've probably cried throughout it was Inside Out yeah, yeah. oh yeah yeah that got me consistently <laughs> yes yes. Well, and Toy Story had so many r- ranges, like the the highest, funniest laugh. You know, I just remember belly rolling over, you know, the the scene where over the, the, the potato the, as, a, yeah. as a as a <laughs> pita bread or whatever, a tortilla, <laughs> tortilla. or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one more heart wrenching one. Then we're out of that category, and we're very close to the end here now. Okay, um, you said that already. Yes. <laughs> this Dumbo's <laughs> mother. With Dumbo in that whole baby mind scene <laughs> or the lantern scene in Tangled. Um, you want to go first this time, Justin? I will. Um, I'll say that for me, uh, the lantern scene in Tangled is going to be the one that I pick because not only did it make me emotional at the time, but every single time that part comes up in Happily Ever After, it, it makes mm-hmm. me feel uh, teary all over again. Um, and I love Dumbo. I think I've seen it twice in my life and probably not in the last 35 years. So <laughs> <laughs> I can't really, I, you know, I've, I have seen that scene, but like, I feel like it hasn't hit me the way the, the Tangled Lantern scene has. Yeah. I think over time, Baby Mine has creeped up more meaningful or whatever i don't know but um excuse me um you know and i'm it's i'm kind of like you justin i haven't seen dumbo in quite a while actually i don't know if it's been 30 plus years but it's been a while uh but that baby mind scene is tough it is really tough to get through um it is so emotional and heartfelt in that song that is it's just extremely touching um, the lantern scene, I remember watching it and getting very emotional about it, but not nearly as emotional as I got when I think was the was it the Disney Magic? I'm trying to remember which ship we were on, yeah. where they have the tangled show there, mm-hmm. and they do the lantern scene there, Whoa. and it is phenomenal in that theater, and it just it crushed me. It absolutely wiped me out. So I think I got to go with that. I mean, it, I, I mean, if we're talking about the film. Probably Dumbo hit me more mm-hmm. the first time I watched it. But man, seeing that after, you know, having seen Tangled several times and loving, falling in love with that film, because hashtag real men love Tangled as well. <laughs> um, that when I got to see that live stage show and the way they do it on the ship, it just, it really, really hit me hard. Yeah, the way they do it on the ship, they actually encompass the audience in it so it's more of a projection all projection over so there's around. lamps it's, all around and, and you and it's there's um actors going through the aisles with lanterns and things like wow. that so it, it's it's a lot more immersive for yeah sure. it's 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 a big scene and it's a wonderful scene and they did it 100 percent justice for sure awesome all right last one ready okay all right Rapunzel's magical hair or Elsa's ice powers? Which would you rather, this or that? Oh, wait. The question is, which one would would we rather have? Yeah. Oh. Well, come on. Come on. 
<laughs> you got to give me those ice powers. <laughs> Especially living here in Florida. Yeah. But you're telling me that, like, not only can you pretty much conjure anything that you want out of ice, but also, like, you know, you can create Olaf, potentially. <laughs> That's true. The new best friend. Yeah, friend. <laughs> so... And hashtag real men love frozen. How many times do you have to say it? But yeah, I would. I want those ice powers. That would be great. Good answer. What about you, sweetie? Um, I. I mean, I. I love the healing power for Rapunzel. I love Rapunzel to death. She's fantastic. But God, yeah, yeah, I agree with Justin. You know, all those things you can create. Um, with that ice power, I, I got to go with that too. Plus, hashtag real men love frozen. I mean, how could I go away <laughs> away from that? No, I, I, definitely the ice power for sure. That's true. Especially we saw more powers in in the sequel where you know she's riding oh, a yeah. water horse. I mean, you can build your own <laughs> home. I mean, you can't do that with Rapunzel's hair. Yeah, you can build true. a place to live, at least condo in the mountains. You know, I mean, come on. <laughs> All right. Well, I think you guys did amazing. I think we all caught some more glimpses of your personalities and things. So that was great. And I appreciate you, uh, especially Justin, you being on and, and going along with this shenanigans here. <laughs> well, I, it is my pleasure. And I mean, to be part of a Michelle hosted Hyperion Adventures <laughs> game, like I, this was a bucket list item for me. I feel honored. You're so kind. <laughs> She is the best. She's the game show hostess with the mostest. That's for sure. Uh, Justin, great job. Um, yeah. You know, I'm just so happy that the Monday morning monorail is back. I love the pass holder lounge. Mm -hmm. I think it's fantastic. Yes. Uh, Moonshine scoreboards is a lot of fun. You and Kevin and now Landon on the show. Um, Especially since I only got two picks right. I don't think I, Michelle's yeah. heard this yet or not. No, I did. <laughs> I only got I two picks hear, right. I do hear I listened to week. the following show too. <laughs> Loved how they There's no way I was going to get invited back unless they I just think wanted. Landon was very appreciative that you. <laughs> yes, set the bar. You set the bar very, low. Very, very low. <laughs> Um, but it's all about the morning monorail, the mm -hmm. Monday morning monorail. I mean, we started about the same time. I heard Frank bring it up when he had you on with Dillo's Diz. There's something about the three of our shows right. and that we are kind of started near the same time as one another. And congratulations to Dillo's Diz this week as their 300th episode. Yeah. That's phenomenal. Um, and all the things they've done, but there's just something about us all together. I just, it's, you know, this community has been wonderful and I think that we've all spoken about it many times. And uh, one of the, my favorite things about it is that we've made real friendships. Mm -hmm. I call him family right. um, with Justin Monorail. Right. Um, and, and thank you. And thanks for bringing back the Monday morning Monorail as well, Justin. No, thank you all. And really, it means a lot to me to be part of this podcast trifecta. Uh, um Something that, you know, one of the folks in the chat said when, when I was on the Dillo's Diz show was mm -hmm. sometimes they feel like we're the cool kids table, the three of us. And that is <laughs> not, that's not true no. to any extent. First of all, there's no, there's not much coolness going. I mean, we've got Michelle, but the rest of no. us, there's not much coolness going on. Uh, but no, we're all about inclusivity and right. everybody being a part of it. I, I joke that if you listen to the Monday morning monorail just once, or maybe even if you hear me on someone else's podcast, like this one mm -hmm. right here, you're already part of the monorail fam. You're part of it. I consider you family, but, um, 
you know, my my friendship with you all and, and with Frank and Jen on Theme Park Thursday mm-hmm. means so much to me. And I do feel like we're sort of a, a, a squad, an unofficial network, right. just work, you know, all all positive, um, happy, you know, inclusive communities. And we're we're all pulling pulling the same direction. So, mm-hmm. right. Um, and, and I really do appreciate it means a lot to me to be to be part of that with you all. Well, we really appreciate your friendship so yes. much, and we're just, we want nothing but good things for you. I'm glad that you're in a space now where you feel it's right to bring the Monday morning monorail back. Right. Um, I know the world is a better place for it. Mm-hmm. More Justin monorail is a good thing. That's yeah, true. It's a very, very good thing. That's for sure. So uh, speaking of that, Justin, why don't you tell everybody where they can find the Monday morning monorail, uh, not only, you know, to listen to it, but also maybe on the social medias as well. Absolutely. Thank you all so much once again for having me. Um, if people do want to check out the Monday Morning Monorail, we are the Monday Morning Monorail podcast on all of your podcatchers. So that's uh, pretty straightforward. I, I noticed that you may still need to search Dawes Does Disney occasionally <laughs> to get it to come up. But yeah, uh, one even easier way to do that following in the footsteps of Tom and Michelle and the Hyperion Adventures podcast, you can visit our website I activated morningmonorail.com, so you can hop over there. There's links to the feed and all of the socials you'll find us on. We're at Morning Monorail. Good. So, and definitely check them out. If you, 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 most of you out there who listen to us have probably listened to Justin in one way, shape, or form, probably listened to the Monday Morning Monorail. Um, Get back into it. It's great. If you haven't, if you're new to this, um, really, it's it's a wonderful show. You're really going to love it. Um, Definitely check them out. Give them a follow. Mm -hmm. Subscribe. Give them a review. That's always important right. for all of us out there. Um, and you're not, you're not going to be disappointed. I'm going to tell you right now. Right, Michelle? Absolutely. And as you heard from the great answers that Justin had today, uh, he's a great guy. <laughs> he is a great guy. He is a great guy. So, Justin, thank you for taking the time. Even though you decided that you weren't going to tell us ahead of time that the Monday morning monorail is going back. So, technically, after we sign off here, I'm going back to shunning you. Uh, <laughs> you have to look for signs out there, you know? <laughs> uh, we really appreciate it. We, you know we, we love you, and we appreciate you taking the time to come on the show. We're excited for the big things for the Monday morning monorail, and we just can't wait to see what the future holds thank you i love you guys too and i would never withhold information with from you all (laughs) with any kind of nefarious intent so i will make sure if there's anything to share i'll share it with you first going forward i never want to be shunned don't shun me (laughs) it's impossible uh you're just too good a friend i love you too much so um definitely um check out the show and uh justin Thanks again for coming on the Hyperion Adventures podcast. Thank you. Thanks again to Justin. Please check out the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. It's a wonderful show. I I know many of you already know it. Many of you have already listened to it. But again, get back there, listen again. Or if you've never listened, check them out. I I think you'll really enjoy it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. As I said, great guy. (laughs) Great guy. Great show. For sure.
Now, before we get to the Disney stories of the week, we need to talk to you about our great friend Nate with Main Street and more travel. Because let's face it, we all have trips we're thinking about taking in the very near future. Well, if you do, whether it be to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise, or anywhere in the world beyond, let me tell you, Nate is the certified Disney vacation planner that you are going to want to get in contact with. Oh my gosh, for sure. You know, as we, you know, mention all the time, he really has firsthand knowledge of things so he can really help you plan customize a, a trip that is going to be the best for you, answer your questions. It's really concierge level planning that doesn't cost you anything. High end. It is high end stuff that he will help you out with, answer all your questions. He is there for you to make sure your trip, wherever it may be, be the best it possibly can be. And as Michelle mentioned, no extra cost to you. That's because either Disney or whatever other travel branch that he works through pays him for you. Your, what you end up paying is exactly what you pay. If you did all that work yourself, only you can save that time and just relax and enjoy and let him set it all up for you. Right. And you know what? He may even be able to save you some money from you doing it alone because he is on top of all the deals and steals that are out there. Yeah. And there's never a guarantee, but let me tell you, if there's a discount out there, Nate will find it for you. So what you got to do is go to distripsandmore.com, fill out the form there and just contact him, talk to him, tell him what you want to do and let him get to work for you. Right. So as Tom mentioned, once you fill out that form, Nate will be back in touch with you to start that planning, but be sure to tell him that Tom and Michelle sent you. Yeah. Again, that's Nate with Main Street and more travel. All right, let's go ahead and get to the Disney stories of the week. Just the one for you this week. It is, if you enjoy a little splashy fun with your Walt Disney World vacation, we have some good news for you, including a little interesting ticket package for those of you who might visit multiple times this year. Kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, this again from the Disney Parks blog. They said, everyone's favorite winter-themed warm water wonderland is ready for another season of magical fun. That's right, Disney's Blizzard Beach Water Park will reopen on November 6th, just in time for another festive holiday season. Great news. Yeah. Um, love the water parks. I mean, we are not huge water park aficionados. We don't go a lot. But when we do get a chance to visit, they are always a blast. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I know there's a lot of you that love them, especially when it's, you know, I mean... Granted, it's not what we get here in the summer, but even in December, mm -hmm. sometimes January, February, it can be in the 70s, maybe yeah. even the 80s right? here. And if you're coming from somewhere up north, believe me, that's going to be like, oh, yes. yeah, I'm hitting a water park exactly. for sure. So exactly. take advantage of that. And there's things to do there, too, that, you know, don't necessarily mean you're always going to be wet. Yeah. I mean, there's there's lots of interesting foods there to try out. Lots of places to kind of kick back and just relax and enjoy the day, especially maybe you let the kids go out and they can do the water slides while you relax in the lazy river right. or just sit back and a nice lounge chair and enjoy a adult beverage or right. maybe a non-adult beverage and just kind of take it all in. Yeah, I was really excited that they announced, you know, and I know it's going to be for a limited time, but they're going to have peppermint milkshakes and mm. cookie decorating. Wow. I know. They've also got like some cool 
uh, churro things there, like like oh, s'mores, my gosh, yeah, churro, the and banana and split stuff. churro, yeah, yeah. Uh, very cool. So you might want to check that out while you're there as well. Uh, but also, this is interesting. They say hold on to your mittens because Disney just launched the new Disney Water Park seasonal pass. Yeah. This new pass allows guests to visit Disney water parks again and again from now through May 24th of 2024 for just $79 plus tax. So you could go every day right, yeah. if you want to for $79. If you live in the area or even if you're, you're close enough where you can plan multiple trips, what a deal that is. Yeah, I was really surprised to see no blockout dates yes. with that. Yeah, and that you didn't have to do a reservation. I mean, those are two key things that I thought really made this even much more attractive. Yeah, so I mean, if you if you like the water parks, even if you're just okay with the water parks, right. it's probably worth looking into that. Yeah. That's, a, that's a crazy good deal. So now that's going in, I mean, Typhoon Lagoon will be closing here, uh, Blizzard Beach opening up. So it's not like you're probably going to get to go to both water parks. They may be open around the same time near the end of this run, possibly. Yeah. Uh, we have not, we have no information right. on that, but they usually don't run the two water parks a lot open at the same time. So just know that going in, but this, just the same. I mean, both are fantastic and you're going to have a great time at either one. And again, this price is, is crazy. good. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So I do want to make a, uh, on another note, if I can interrupt here, unless you had some other news stories. No, go ahead. Interrupt away because, you know, whatever <laughs> you got to say, I know it's better than anything I got to say. No. I just want to welcome the newest subscribers to the newsletter and hope those of you who, uh, our subscribers enjoyed that special treat of getting the uh, access to the free online courses by Disney Imagineers to create your own Disney park or your own park. It doesn't have to be necessarily Disney. It could be your creation. Uh, we do want to hear from you. If you do create one, please share that on social media with us. Uh, and if you didn't get a chance to subscribe yet and want to get that uh subscribe and then just send us an email through our Hyperion Adventures podcast at Gmail account and we'll get you that connection too. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, it was nice for Michelle to add that to this week's newsletter. Um, definitely check that out for sure. And uh, for those of you who are already subscribers or just joined, welcome. And I uh, hope you had a great time and I hope you enjoy uh, doing that yeah. course. That sounds yeah, pretty cool. Courses, sure. Yeah, it's, it's you know, and the subscribers also got access to a really new, exciting sweepstakes. Yeah. And that's all I'll say. Very you cool. got to subscribe. Nice. <laughs> so that's it for the Disney stories of the week. However, we never leave you without giving you some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation. And when we do this, we always start with Michelle because she's wonderful, fantastic, amazing. <laughs> you know, she does the best research. Ooh. She's the game show hostess with the mostest. You heard that just a little bit ago. One thing is for certain, she definitely has the very best tips. So let's get to it. Here's Michelle's tip of the week. Well, my tip has to do for those of you visiting the Disneyland parks. Uh, we've talked about in the past that if you are staying at a Disneyland resort hotel, that you can have your purchases uh, sent back to your hotel. It, it'll get there the next day, and that's included for free. But you may not know if you're not staying on property, there still is a way to have complimentary package check service. Now, certain shops will hold your purchases until you're ready to leave the park. So you can bring them to these locations. So um, there's the Disneyland Resort Stroller Shop, the Elias and Company 
shop in Disney California Adventure Park, um, the Pioneer Mercantile, Port Royal, and the Star Trader, all at Disneyland Parks, also offer this service. So you can bring your purchases to them, um, fill out a form, and, and they will hold them for you for that day. Um, if you're planning to park hop, though, you might want to do the stroller shop because that'll probably be your easiest. At Closest the, to the... Right, at yeah, the end the of the day or whatever. But anyways, um, it is a way to get some uh, assistance with not having to carry your purchase packages around uh, for free, even if you're not staying at a Disneyland hotel. That's a huge thing. I mean, you never know what the kids are going to run across during the day. And sometimes it's good to have them hold off on purchasing things. That way, maybe they'll change their mind and find a really good thing right. they like later on. Um, but, you know, sometimes they're sold on having something, but you don't want to lug that thing around all day. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a good service to have that you can eventually bring it back to your resort, right. no matter what. Um, and you don't have to be bogged down by it. Right. Especially long. if it's whether you're with kids or, or by yourself. I mean, especially if it's something that's either heavy, bulky or fragile and yeah. you don't want to be carrying it on a track. Especially and fragile. Stuff. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. So great tip. Michelle's tip. Always the best <laughs> tip. Uh, my tip this week is just quickly. Look, we're coming up on the holiday season here. Um, if you have a trip out to the Walt Disney World Resort, there's a good chance you're going to want to check out some of that holiday decor. Not, of course, not only just in the parks, but also at a lot of those resorts. And so it's it's a good time to start thinking about how to get to all those different resorts where you want to check out those gingerbread houses, those right. wonderful holiday trees, all the things that they have going on. And remember, you know, I mean, obviously you can take a, a ride share to any of these resorts mm -hmm. and they'll drop you off there and you can go check it out that way. That is one way to do it. However, if you don't want to spend that money, there are other ways to do it. Maybe you took your own car. Um, hey, it doesn't hurt to go ahead and make a mobile order to one of their quick service restaurants there. A lot of times that will get you in there to park at some of those resorts and get you into those through that security gate. Right. All you need to do is show your mobile order to them. They'll let you through and you can park there. Right. Just know that they may ask you to click the link that you're there. Right. So that so you're not canceling. Right. Yeah, yeah. As soon as you get in. And right. they may also limit your time, especially during holidays right. when it gets crowded. But doesn't hurt. It's something to do. Also, of course, there's always Disney transportation to take it to. I mean, if you want to go, of course, to any of the wonderful stuff around the monorail resorts, the contemporary, the Polynesian, right. and of course the Grand Floridian. Mm -hmm. um, you know, all you got to do is either get to ticket and transportation, get to Magic Kingdom, right. however way you want to get there. And you, it's easy to hop a monorail there. Uh, if you want to go check out something at say Fort Wilderness or the Wilderness Lodge, mm -hmm. they now have that route running where there's boats coming from between the contemporary Right. between Fort Wilderness and the Wilderness Lodge that you can get on that little boat and go to all three. Right. All you, you can go to Magic Kingdom, walk over to the Contemporary, hop on a monorail, go to the Contemporary, yes. whatever it may be. If you want to go visit like the Yacht and Beach Club or whatever and check out some of the stuff they have there because they have mm -hmm. cool stuff there oh, as yeah. well, uh, either from Disney's Hollywood Studios or from, the, uh, from Epcot. Of course, there's the friendship boats that are right. running all the time. Also, the Skyliner is a way to get there. You can just walk right. from either of those parks to get there and check them out. But I know that sometimes after you've been at the parks all day, walking an extra 
half a mile, a mile, whatever it might be, isn't exactly appealing, but you have that ability as well. There are all sorts of ways to go and check out some of these wonderful resorts and the wonderful decorations. I think you should make it part of your planning when you're getting set to go there, you know, Mm -hmm. especially if you're going to do a day where you're just going to resort hop and check them out, which I highly recommend. I know Michelle agrees with me on this for sure for during the holiday season, just plan a day where you're just going to check out these resorts and and the decor. Um, you know, look into all the options that are available for you. And so you have that transportation lined up so you know how you're going to approach it when you go check out all these wonderful spots. Very good. Yeah. And as you mentioned, there's a lot of ways that with just one form of Disney transportation, you can visit multiple sites. So, you know, you you don't have to plan to try to hit every one of them at once, but for your convenience, try to hit several that are on the same Mm -hmm. transportation line. Yep. For sure. And again, we've said, we tell you all the time, don't sell Fort Wilderness short on their decorations, especially the guest decorations. It's worth your time in the evening to go check it out. um, If you have the time to do so, especially if you're like going to the hoop-de-doo already and you're right there. Um, But even if not, check it out. That's it for this week's show. Next week, where we already talked about it, one of our favorite moments from Once Upon a Studio was that little background piece of music played by Richard Sherman, mm-hmm. played actually within Walt's office right. on a Friday, like Walt right. loved it. It's so touching. Yes. Well, that got us thinking about the Sherman brothers and their impact on Disney and how important they were. Now, we all know their most famous songs, mm-hmm. of course, Feed the Birds, and there's so many others. Just go to Mary Poppins. Right, just go yes. Other. There are so many songs you can talk about. Well, we decided we're going to focus on the underrated Sherman Brothers right. songs. Some that you might have forgotten even exist. Some that just don't get played nearly as much as some right. of the others. Some that you may not even realize that they were the, the ones that wrote. Yeah. So we're going to be probably counting down another yes. top five favorite list next week. And it's a music one and it's the Sherman Brothers. So it should be a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. So as for today's show, we appreciate that you join us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there... We'd love for you to sign up for our newsletter. Sign up for the newsletter. Lots of good stuff going into that newsletter every single week, or at least every time we put it out. Not always is it every week. Usually it's every week. Yes. Every most time every time. Yep. But I appreciate your help with that, mm-hmm. too. Also, we are on social media. We're on Twitter. X. At Hyperion Podcast, <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, and Threads at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good, positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventures Facebook group. Also, we're on YouTube. If you want to find us there, we are at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to help support this podcast in any way, one of the, the easiest ways that could be done, if you haven't already, is providing us with a five-star review. Yep, that's the easy way to do it. Five-star rating, add a review, and give us a review. Yes. We'll read it on the show, and we appreciate everybody who's already given us a review. To exactly. And we appreciate you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week. Bye.